This is Clothes Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion. Hi, I'm Lori from frivolousatlast.com. And I'm Helena from grayallday.com. So, Lori, how did your ready-to-wear fast go? <laughs> Um, yeah, here we are at the end, well, the beginning of 2019. It's a new year. Right. And 2018, you and I both participated in the ready to wear fast, which meant that we weren't allowed to buy any clothes. If we needed something, we had to make it. We were allowed to buy socks. And I did buy socks. I also made yeah. some socks just, you know, just to put that out there. Oh, <laughs> I knitted some. You're magic. That's so cool. <laughs> I did not do that. Uh, you could buy bras and underwear. Yes. Um, Thank goodness. And because that is it. You know, bras is just not... So- I know there are lots of people who sew bras and they're beautiful and they're inspiring. And every once in a while I think, maybe I should try that. And then four milliseconds later, I give my head a shake and say, nah, I'm not trying to sew my own bras. Yeah, I'd like to try. I think that that would be really fun. I am not in love with the the uh, molded foam bras. I just don't like them. I they're not fitting me right anymore. Um they're not as easy to wear and aren't as comfortable. I don't know. I feel like the bras aren't as comfortable to wear and so it would be I think it'd be a little better to have a more custom. But of course there's like um there's a barrier of getting the skill down to make a bra that fits you so well that it would be more comfortable than ready to wear. So I don't know where that yeah. that bar is, like how how many bras I'm going to have to go through. So it's not yeah. it's not is compelling. that thirty bras in, mm-hmm. or is it three bras mm-hmm. in, or will you get it right on the second one? Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. So I haven't I haven't uh, jumped into it because yeah, it's not as compelling. Though what is fun is how pretty they are. I mean, that would be yeah. a creatively, it would be really fun, fun to put all that stuff together. And I do buy bra making supplies. <laughs> They're hard to resist, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I remember that you and I went to visit that bra making supply store together mm-hmm. in Hamilton here in Ontario. And uh, yeah, it was, I found it really hard to resist buying a bra making kit. Yeah. Even though I know, you know, I don't, I really don't want to do this, but you know. I was like, maybe I should just get this kit. <laughs> well, yeah, that that was a hard weekend because it was all about buying stuff and being inspired. And sometimes when you're in that mode of being inspired, it just spirals out of control. Like you get, <laughs> your your visions are much higher than your actual like time, effort, and energy are actually going to, to yeah. are actually going to take you. You want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. of course, we don't have time to do all the things. And yeah. yeah, and if we are fabric shopping, we should, you know, just buy Ponty Knit, which is what we know we're going to sew and wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hooray for Ponty. That's always such a standby. But anyway, so we were gonna we were talking about the the ready to wear fast. Yes, and so people who've listened to our podcast the last bunch of episodes over the course of 2018 will know that neither you nor I finished the year with a clean no. a clean record. I fell off the wagon in September when I realized that none of my jeans fit, and the cooler weather was coming, and 
I just didn't want to have the pressure of trying to sew my first ever pair of jeans, you know, and needing them for work right away uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So that was a bit of maybe poor planning or I was just putting off sewing jeans because I love sewing summer things. So I spent my summer just another dress, another cami, another t-shirt. I, yeah. I love sewing like quick, quick sew summer things. Not the brand quick sew, but quick makes it's quickly sewn yeah yeah exactly yeah and then you ended up buying a bathing suit right Mm, I bought several Uh I couldn't just buy because we were we were gone for a while on a vacation and I was kind of in that mode you know when you go shopping so I bought I bought four so I didn't I mean I was I just dove off the off the um, wagon of ready to wear fast and and bought a bunch of swimsuits but I wanted to consider that why we did that. So one of the big things about, I know how to sew jeans and I could have sewn jeans if I needed to. I didn't end up sewing any jeans this year. But one of the things that I noticed about even the jeans that I've made is the fabric is not the same. And that was my big concern about the swimsuits is I wanted really nice quality fabric that, um, like there's just a difference, especially mm-hmm. jeans, both jeans and swimwear, I feel like have kind of a, a control top. It has to have some stability and stretchiness to be the most flattering that it can be. I didn't feel like I uh, it was possible to find the right materials for either. And so I, during the ready to wear fast, that wasn't my goal is to just not make something because... It was part of the fast and it was part of the challenge. It was like, that's not part of the goal for me is to make my own swimwear. It was, it was, I did want to try the swimwear, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like um, that I could have done it to the same level as I, as I bought it. So how do you feel about that as far as jeans? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I mean, I think that you need to go through a lot of, I mean, for me, learning to sew well has been almost more about figuring out what fabric to use, what's going to make the successful garment. Um, I I kind of feel like the skills themselves, you know, making the stitches and and the various techniques are fairly simple to pick up. It's figuring out the fabric. So yeah, I I think with jeans and swimwear, figuring out the right fabric and when you need something, when you're going on vacation or when you've put on weight like I did and you need pants... (laughs) Uh, it is nice to just be able to go buy it, but I really appreciated the whole uh, the whole experience of being, you know, pledging not to buy anything new because it really did force me to to think about, well, do I really actually need it? Because I sure did a lot of just kind of mindless shopping. It was a way to sometimes relieve stress or fill some time or just you know getting something new and novel, and then not really thinking about, well, do I have something else in my closet that I could use or could I sew it? Uh, so I, I really do think going through a year of, of not supposed to be buying, even though we fell off the wagon, I think it, it gives me new perspective. And I think going forward, even if I don't pledge to not buy anything at all, I have a new mindset where mm-hmm. I think I will be able to buy way less because going for a year without buying almost anything was really really eye-opening. And I would actually highly recommend it to anyone to try, you know, even honestly, non-sewers just, you know, get through a year without buying anything new. I think most of us can do it in terms of, you know, what we already have in our closets, right? 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think that that would have been easy because what I did notice is that I still did not make those basics I said I was going to make. Like you should see my ratty t-shirts that are just those white t-shirts, you know, that you have to replace on a yearly basis. They are looking real, well, they're not white anymore. We'll say that. (laughs) So, and I didn't replace them. I didn't make them again. So, um, so I do think that a a non-sewer could definitely get away with it because I didn't sew anything that was a necessity. Right. (laughs) And speaking of people who don't sew, uh, if you listen to an earlier episode of ours, Helena spoke with Emily Samayoa, who joined the Ready to Wear Fast, basically got pushed into it by her sisters. And she was just a very beginner sewist. Like she really had not, I'm not even sure she'd sewn a garment yet. So uh, so Helena, you checked back in with, with Emily at the end of the fast. Yeah, let's see what she has to say about her sewing journey uh, under the gun of the ready-to-wear fast. Hi, I'm Emily Samayoa, and I live in Janesville, Wisconsin. Um, I started sewing only about 14, 13 months ago, and I joined the ready-to-wear fast for 2018. This was a really big feat because I really didn't know how to sew. I knew nothing about fabrics. I have a general understanding about mechanics, so I could kind of figure out how to make my machine work, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, Both of my sisters are seamstresses that own their own businesses. Um, Marlo and Company is my younger sister's business, and she sews custom clothing for women. And then my older sister... Um, she, um, what is the name of her company? Oh, Wild Persimmon Boutique. And she makes twirly dresses for little girls. She can bust out so many dresses in a day. If you give her an hour to work, she'll come up with like 10 to 15 dresses. I don't know how she does it. Molly sews fast, Katie sews fast, and I was overwhelmed by even the thought of it, and I didn't even want to sew. I didn't think it it was something I could do because I've never been good at crafts, but Molly, I've learned this about my relationship between me and Molly, my younger sister, this last year as well, is that I basically do whatever she asks me to do, and I don't even know that I'm doing it. It, I don't know where it came from. Um... So one day, one of my sisters found the ready-to-wear fast and said, hey, guys, let's all do this. Emily, you know how to sew now. I had made, like, I don't know, a T-shirt maybe? No, I had made a pair of pants from a dollar pattern from Walmart and they didn't fit at all and they looked horrible. It was the wrong shape for my body and I used like quilting cotton fabric and it was bad. It was just bad. And I was like, okay, fine. I can do that. I can for one whole year not buy any clothes. I figured I could do this because I didn't buy a lot of clothes anyway. And if I had to make a shirt or two and a pair of pants, how hard could it really be? Oh my goodness. It was definitely a challenge. Um, So I signed up for the fast and my sisters hadn't even signed up yet. So then like a few weeks later, 
I had to yell at them to make sure they did it too. I was like, I can't do this by myself. It's not possible. I don't know anything about what I'm doing. It was bad. Anyway, so I signed up. I needed workout clothes because all of mine were falling apart. In 2016, I had a baby at the end of the year, and I was nursing all of 2017 and most of 2018, and my clothes were stretched out from being pregnant and still working out during that time and not much fit very well anymore, and they were pretty threadbare. So I was like, okay, I can make a pair of workout leggings and a tank top. This shouldn't be that hard. So I went to Joann's, and I had no idea what kind of fabric to buy. So my younger sister told me that I needed to do a live video in the Facebook group, um, the Ready to Wear Fasters of 2018, and I did. And it was super helpful, the first video, because I learned that poly stood for polyester. And it was like it opened a whole new door to me that I not only need to learn how to sew and which fabrics to use, but I needed to learn an entire new set of vocabulary in order to really understand what was going on and what I needed to do and what I needed, what tools I needed to accomplish these tasks. So the fasters have, were like fantastic this entire year of just answering any question I had. Um, I was able to do a few more live videos, which were really fun when people were there and were able to jump in and answer my questions. And one of the other videos I did was I had flashcards, my daughter helped me, of just vocabulary that I didn't know, just simple terms. And I asked them about each term and the people would type their answers. And it was really fun. I learned how to pronounce things. I learned like what an arm sigh was and what the difference between pressing and ironing was. There's so many things out there that you don't know you don't know until you learn that how to, what it was. So it was exciting. The fast definitely pushed my skill set and my brain and my knowledge um, because I had no background on sewing at all. But the fasters were um, implemented in getting me to feel confident in creating my own clothes and creating clothes for other people if that was necessary, like my husband or my kids too. Um, I did make one sports bra for a friend. She was really struggling with the crappy ones she was purchasing. So I made her a good one and it was awesome. So I went from basically learning nothing to being able to put together sort of complex items and I feel confident now if people ask me if I can sew, I say yes, not I'm learning. I mean, I'm always learning, but it's not like, uh, kind of, maybe I can sew and it's been fantastic. What did I learn about what I like to sew? I really like to sew things that are simple, like I've made a few pairs of pants, the uh, joggers, and they're really easy to sew. They don't have to be like fitted perfectly for your shape. They're, I mean, it's basically like making a pair of sweatpants, but they're so comfortable and I love to wear them. So I really like that. Um, if you ever 
actually meet me or follow my Instagram, um, fit with, um, Sama and you'll see that I just love working out and that's what I do. Um, I'm a personal trainer and so I, I'm always wearing spandex or now I've learned supplex is, um, it's just fantastic feeling and like them. I'm learning more and more about different kinds of fabric that I can use in those items so they can be more breathable or to be a little bit warmer. I've learned about the different weights of fabric. Um, I still accidentally purchase things that I didn't really want when I'm buying fabric because I forgot to look at the weight or I didn't understand it completely what it meant. <laughs> um, but I'm learning and you know every purchase that I purchase and then I get it I learn something new usually um, because I learn the best through making mistakes and then thinking my way through it. Um, throughout 2018 I lost about 16 pounds overall um, but it was a, a much bigger change in my shape than my weight loss even um, because I went from nursing to not nursing and um, my boobs are massive when I'm nursing and then, you know, sort of large when I'm not nursing. So it was, you know, my shape just completely different. And at the beginning of the year, I knew that this was going to happen. Um, at first I thought, well, why am I even going to start making things now when they're not even going to fit in six months from now? But, um, one of my sisters told me that if I make something now, then I can get practice and get some experience and then I can alter it or make new things later and give the other things away. So, um, that made sense to me. And so I started making things and then I started altering things. And one thing that I've learned is that, um, making garments from scratch. So fresh new things helps you learn how to alter things and altering things also helps you think through how to make new things. Um, so they go hand in hand and it's been a really valuable experience for me to have to do that in my makes. Um, I don't like altering. I also learned that cause I don't have super fine dexterity, um, in my hands. So it's really hard for me to pick the seams and hold the seam ripper for a long time when you're taking apart, say like an entire leg seam, um, but I can still do it. I'm just slow at it, and that's okay. Um, I've learned that I can go at whatever pace I want to go at. Um, over Christmas break, uh, my sister and I were sewing, and they're so fast with what they've been doing that uh, sometimes I got overwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, I just can't keep up with you. And then I'm like, you just do it. It'll be done in like five minutes. If I do it, it'll be like 40 but they were okay with that. They're like, it's okay, just do it. It's your your garment. Or once in a while when they knew I just was fed up, they just jumped in and did it. So that was really nice. Like even pinning and clipping the items I found is the hardest part of sewing for me. It's, it's just difficult for me to do, but I can still do it. I just move at a different pace and that's okay. My most excited make of the year I would say was my swimming suit. Um, I actually would make practice articles of clothing before I made the cut into the nice fabric and made a real one. So I made two swimsuit tops, one of really cheap fabric and one of 
higher quality fabric that were, you know, covered my body, um, felt really comfortable. They fit me in the places that needed to be fitted and they were nursing compatible. So I was excited to one, make my own suit two look good in it. And three, still be able to nurse in this item that I made. And it was fantastic. And most people had no idea that I made it until of course they say, Oh, I like your suit. And I have to say, I made it. It's great. Thanks. Because it took a lot of time because there are a lot of parts to it and um, it's a lot of layers and then figuring out how to put each layer in each spot. I'm most proud of the articles that take more time. Um, Another article that I was really excited about making was a dress that I had made. I don't wear a lot of dresses, but I'm an organist, so I have to look good at least for an hour each week. So I made a dress this summer, and it was fantastic, and I felt so pretty in it. It was so great, and I put pockets in it, but it took a long time to assemble that dress. But it was really really rewarding, and I will never give that dress away. I don't think ever. Nope. I also had the opportunity to substitute teach at my daughter's school for her Spanish teacher who went on maternity leave. And again, having to get dressed more often in nice clothes than usual was kind of intimidating to me. So I also have a hard time putting together um, outfits that look good because when I work out, my clothes don't match. I don't care what I look like. Everything's black in whatever. It's just black bottoms, black tops, everything. It just is easy that way. Um, But when you go out in public and teach and have a real job like that, (laughs) you have to actually look good. And so I also learned that, um, you know, I asked for help with deciding what to wear uh, when I teach. And different areas in the the world have different expectations as to what their teachers look like. So one outfit that was acceptable at the school I was at, um, I had posted in the group and a lot of people commented that they thought it looked like pajamas. It was very, very comfortable. Yes. The bottoms were joggers. Yes. The top was French terry. Yes. But it did look nice, especially with the right shoes. So, and it worked. Um, it was just fine. And, um, it was, again, difficult to think ahead to make sure I had the right clothes and to be able to plan the time to um, make the things that I needed. Um, I don't like sewing with a deadline. I've learned that. It's too much stress and it's hard to fit it into a busy life with kids and working and it's just uh, it's a lot so I like to be able to just take my time and I think this year I haven't made anything this year yet um, since Christmas and because I just I don't need anything right now Um, I'm going to be a lot more mindful of what I'm going to be making And if I can think ahead and prepare more ahead of time to be able to use the fabric that I have, use the patterns that I have, only buy the things, the material and fabric that I need in order to finish a project, then I will 
feel a lot less stress and enjoy the sewing a little bit more. Um, so that's my plan for this year is just to take my time and to plan things out. I will have to make a new swimming suit because I lost even more weight, so it doesn't fit at all. Um, but I can now pass that swimsuit top onto a couple other friends that need a nursing sw- swim top for this summer. Um, you know, just having the ability to help other people find ways to find clothes that fit and that they're comfortable and feel confident in, it has been like a huge blessing to me and to the people that I've been able to create things for. And now that this has opened up my mind to so many other options rather than just going to Target because that's the only store that I feel like I kind of like, um, I have so many more options. I don't have to spend hours in the store looking for something and trying it on and fighting with my kids to stay in the cart or to stop pulling things off the shelves. I can take five to ten minutes to work on a project and have something that I really, really like and that I really um, am excited about that I made and that I will wear so much more because I put so much more effort into it at home. So my plan is to never go clothes shopping again if I can avoid it. (laughs) I don't enjoy it. But there are things that are going to be a challenge for me, like dress pants. Someday I do want to own a pair of dress pants, and I want to make them myself. And I have a lot of practice to do with other things before I get to that point. But the more I do it, the more I learn, the better it's going to be. And it doesn't matter how much background knowledge you have or not. You can just jump in, try it, ask for help because not everybody knows everything and there's always somebody who knows more than you know. And you just have to find those people. And the fasters were amazing being patient with me and encouraging to me so that I could finish the entire year successfully without buying a single thing. That's not true. I bought a package of athletic socks, but that was allowed in the fast. So, um, but that's it. That's, that was my year and it was fantastic. And I learned so much and I cannot wait to continue to learn more things and to be able to help other people either learn how to sew or help them find clothes that fit them well. And thanks for having me on the podcast a couple of times. This has been really, really fun. So thank you. And have a great day. Which actually brings me to another cool thing about 2019, I mean, or 2018. Um, I feel like, well, this has been happening for the last couple of years, but certainly more inclusion in the models that are being chosen for for modeling uh, sewing patterns. Have you noticed? Yes. For sewing patterns, that is really nice. And and some of the um, indie pattern companies do an excellent job. Man, some of those indie patterns, when they have 20 pattern testers and they're all different sizes, and then they throw those pictures up on the website and you see all those um, on different people, it, I think it's amazing. I think that's really, really helpful. Even if they're not sewn to perfection, like a lot of people want you know, product samples to be um, seeing them on some, some real people. And if they have fitting issues, you can kind of see that things are, they've got drag lines or whatever. You can see that that 
could happen in your version too yeah. and that, that you need to make an adjustment. When you too. see your, your own body or someone who looks like you or has similar skin color and, and or similar shape, maybe even a similar age, you can kind of age, yeah. You know, I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of infer a little bit more easily whether whether you'd like that pattern too. So, and I even noticed, I mean, certainly the indie pattern companies have been, most of them, many of them have been quite good about that, uh, having models of all different shapes and sizes and ages and even abilities and sexual orientations. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was one of the most recent releases from Butterick and they had the model on the cover was wearing a headscarf and I kind of stopped and I oh, thought, wow. Butterick. I mean, if it's, if it's reached the commercial pattern level, I think the message is getting through. And I think, uh, uh, places like the socialists, uh, online, mm-hmm. the, the, the socialist group that, uh, the, you know, inclusion is one of their main, uh, main focuses. And I think that those messages, um, things like, uh, the hashtag person of color who sews, um, I think there was yeah. also a hashtag I sew in color, which was started by Rumana, the little pomegranate, uh, yeah. and, and all of these sort of messages getting out there, I think are finally trickling yeah. down or trickling up, I guess, so to speak to the corporate sewing companies. And they're taking notice because I mean, they've been really, you know, there's one type of model. They're usually white. They're definitely yeah. skinny. They're usually mm-hmm. in their twenties. Um, (laughs) you know, and, uh, we just, we, the rest of us just don't see ourselves represented there. Right. Well, it's especially ironic because so many of us, sew because we have fitting issues that the ready to wear is not fitting. I mean, if you, if ready to wear can fit you perfectly in every way, then it's not as compelling to sew because sewing is expensive. Sewing is time consuming. Um, and there is a steep learning curve for things that you, you might want to sew and, um, you've got, you've got these barriers and it's not easy to find fabric. I mean, there's just so many, so many reasons we all are super familiar with why it's difficult. So, um, yeah, it's so ironic that they wouldn't have the different shapes, sizes, colors, uh, ages of everyone out there saying, Hey, I know you're sewing. I know you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all, let's all enjoy this together. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think we have some words from Barbara, whom we haven't spoken to in person for a couple of episodes, but hopefully in the new year we will. But uh, she tried a lot of new indie patterns this year. That was kind of her goal over 2018. So let's hear how, how she went with that. Fantastic. Hi, this is Barbara Modi reporting on what I did in 2018 and what I am going to do hopefully in 2019. I dis- I take New Year's resolutions fairly seriously. I am an optimist and optimists always like deciding that they're going to do a lot of great things. 2018, I made a decision to sew indie patterns almost exclusively. There are a couple of reasons for this. Part of it, I was getting a little exasperated with some of the negativity I saw on, you know, social media from mainstream, traditional, probably older sewers talking about indie patterns and how they were sloppy and, and all the rest of it and how they were Vogue girls. And I... I actually have had a long-standing um, 
issue with the big four as someone who teaches sewing, who tries to write about sewing, and who really has her eye on making people feel great about sewing and what they do and to feel successful and accomplished and enjoy it and keep sewing. That's kind of my mission. And I feel that so many, particularly the sizing in the big four, but more particularly the instructions are very dated. They are things that I'm sure Anyone who sews a lot, which you would assume if you worked for the major pattern companies would be you, they wouldn't actually do when they're making their own clothes. And I so often read instructions and I think this isn't going to work. Or if someone tries to do this, I can see it coming that they're going to have all sorts of issues and difficulties and frustrations and there's such an easier way to do it. And the pattern, big pattern companies just, I don't know, they just are resistant to that. Uh, they're still publishing for knits patterns telling you to straight stitch and stay stitch and, uh, you know, press and baste as, as if you're working in Dupiani and not, you know, cotton like knit. And so that's motivated me. I don't like the snobbishness of, of uh, some of the attitudes to people who will only sew with Big Four, particularly Vogue. So I wanted to explore the indie patterns. I also made a decision that I was not, I was going to try to look at second generation indie patterns. Uh, first generation to me would be people like Nam and Colette. Uh, you know, maybe even Megan Nielsen, maybe Closet Case, you know, well-established, uh, I think, independent designers who had a big following. I am a Jolie girl because Jolie fits me, so I will always sew a lot of them. But I was interested in exploring newer, smaller pattern companies, what I would describe more as... Uh, kitchen table operations. Uh, it's I'm quite interested in small digital pattern designers who um, seem to be, you know, I not even I wouldn't describe as self-taught, but but they're very as they work with the software that's now available in a very adept way and they publish only PDF downloadable patterns. And I wanted to check them out because I'm from Nova Scotia and Joseph Howe, who actually was the father of Confederation, was from Nova Scotia, has my favorite quote of all time, which was, you do not need a big field to grow a big turnip, which is, to me, incredibly profound. And I have never seen evidence that somebody with uh, three small children working from home cannot have the potential to be as good and as interesting a designer as anybody else out there. So that's what I did. I tried a lot of these patterns. Uh, interestingly, many of them also offer free patterns, so I used some of those to, to test. I was very careful to kind of spread myself around. And I, I've got a couple of observations. You know, like anything else that is highly democratic and anyone can be in it, you're going to find a range of quality. 
Uh, there were a few that I thought were just kind of crude. Um, T-shirts that really were just boxes, A-line skirts that really were triangles, and the instructions that to me showed not a lot of experience with sewing. So there were there were some that I was disappointed in. Uh, one in particular was a maternity swimsuit that the shapes were good. I thought the shapes were okay, but the instructions were so complicated. It was like you were doing origami underwater in the dark. I mean, it was, and I'm looking at three pattern pieces and I'm thinking you stitch it and flip it, you know, you put your zigzag, your elastic on and turn over and top stitch it. Like you're making this, you're con convoluting yourself trying to uh, bag it and enclose it, which is, you know, like there isn't a swimsuit made like that. So that is an example of a disappointment. But I also had some incredible successes. And I am particularly, uh, man, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to diss too many folks because let's just focus on the ones, the spectacular experiences that I had. A few, okay, Stitch Upon a Time. I made their underwear. They have uh, scrundles and bunsies. I made bunsies because apparently they are for bigger buns. So that had my name on it. And oh my goodness, that's a good pattern. They, it's so simple. It, the, instead of elastic legs, and I don't know about you, but um, it's really hard to get good, like the right elastic in your underwear. And, uh, you know, for day to day, and they have a uh, ribbing. Um, instead which makes it such a fast so and you don't have to go all over town or all over the internet trying to source really nice elastic so you can kind of make it out of scraps and it's so comfortable and so easy to sew and it's just outstanding pattern so that was one of my my big hits I also was very impressed with two other pattern companies um and I'm going to do, this is also my 2019 resolution, so I want to explore a lot more indie patterns. One is Love Notions, and the other one is Patterns for Pirates. Uh, I'll talk about Patterns for Pirates first. They have a really amazing line of free patterns. So you can test a, a lot of different things um, and get some sense of, of what they're like. Their leggings pattern, uh, which is peg legs, is a really great pattern. And I did a lot of sewing this year for my family. Um, my daughter-in-law was pregnant on in California. I'm in Nova Scotia. Look at a map. It's a long way away. So I made, she wanted maternity leggings, and they have a free pattern. And it's just, I've sewn a lot of leggings patterns, and I have to say, it's probably one of my favorites for just comfort. It's got a nice gusset, but it has a you know a low waist, a high waist, and a maternity waist, and, and it's free. They also have a kids version. They have many kids versions. They actually have a really nice baby sweatshirt and little baby baby leggings that I've just made. Um, so I'm really impressed with them a lot. Uh, they also have something called My Favorite Tea. I made that, and it's probably one of my favorite teas. They have a, a nice shoulder fit. I do find in some companies, uh, the Big Four and even Stalark, who I love for pants, have a fairly 
big shoulder fit in, uh, you can see this in their, their measurement charts for a lot of their tops. So patterns for pirates have, have got a nice, you know, a lot of women are a little smaller boned across the, the shoulders and the neckline. Really good fit there. So I'm, I'm really impressed with them. And I, oh, and their cocoon cardigan, which I'm not sure is very flattering, maybe, but it is, remember when you were a kid? Like you're 12, you know, 12 is so weird. And you'd get up on a Saturday and you'd be in your pajamas, but you were kind of cold. So you'd wrap yourself in the quilt. Remember the quilt from your bed and you'd walk around the house with a quilt? Um, it's kind of the cardigan equivalent of that quilt. And I've made them for myself or a number of other people. And they're just, it's a, such a nice pattern. It's a it's kind of a big dolman sleeve. It's got um, pockets, a big band. I like the really long one because it is most like a quilt from your bed that you're walking around in a house in. But, you know, really, two of my favorite patterns of the year. I mean, predictable, fit nice, super comfortable. No, it's not a Vogue designer pattern, but I don't really have a Vogue designer life. Um, so... That's, those are two that I really liked. Also, Love Notions. Uh, they have the Laundry Day Tea, which is free. Uh, they have a couple of interesting free patterns that you have to join their Facebook group. You get a, a code. I am really impressed with them. Patterns for Pirates as well has wonderfully illustrated, highly detailed instructions. I mean, you could take someone who's never sewn before in their life, and it's everything you would want to know. And I think Tammy Meyer at Love Notions takes this even farther. Her, a lot of her instructions now have a live link to YouTube videos. So if you are a visual learner, you you know can can access more detail on some of the uh, details there. Uh, their classic tee, which is a pretty much straight tee, uh, is again a really nice fit. But all of her patterns have an optional. A full bust pattern. So if you're struggling with trying to figure out how to do a full bust adjustment for a t-shirt, it's just another pattern piece, which I think is fantastic. So I, yeah, I like the fit. I like the detail. I've made a number of her patterns. I like the classic tee. It's not, it's a little boxier. The favorite tee from Patterns for Pirates is a little more shaped. Um, I actually, right this moment, have on, what is it? The Trendy Tunic, which is um, kind of a, it's got pockets. It's a really good wear around the house unit. You can walk around and when you see stuff that you've dropped on the floor, you can pick it up and there's a pocket to put it in, which is kind of handy. Uh, but they have come, she has come out this uh, month or the last, I guess, before Christmas, with three pullover kind of zip, you know, you've seen a million of them. It's just a, a pullover top with a zipper front, you know, ribbing at the neck or at the bottom, or though the woman's also has a long shirt tail uh, with binding on it, really nice, but it's got a very long zipper opening at the front, not to the bottom, so you don't need to worry about fussing around there, but long enough that it's really comfortable. Again, I made them for my uh, daughter-in-law to nurse with. They're great. Uh, anyone I've made them for has loved them. And there is uh, a version for children, a version for men, and a version for women. But on that, I was, uh, I volunteered to be a tester for Tammy. Uh, 
which I did once, and then I, when I realized what an enormous time commitment it was because of other things happening in my life, I, I actually, you know, just tested the one garment. I did the duet trousers, and she, it was amazing. There was eight iterations, I believe, of that one where people made eight different pairs and then posted their pictures, gave her comments, and she adjusted her pattern. So it was really so impressive to me that kind of feedback feedback loop there and the collaborative effort that went into that design so I was very impressed with that kind of a rigor uh, and the communication uh, in the development of the pattern I don't believe that is happening in every indie pattern obviously it depends on the commitment of the designer but I um, really that's actually made me even more interested in other of uh, her patterns now I understand how carefully they are tested so I, you know, I did, that was kind of my main focus um, for 2018. And I really loved it because I love construction. And I really love seeing clever ways that things are done. And, and to be quite honest, I really need to have clothes that suit my largely casual lifestyle and that are, you know, fairly current. So I'm, I love those patterns. And it was a good experience. A few companies, I, or a few designers I will avoid in future, but the ones that I mentioned, are, you know, I will try to find more in that caliber. 2019, obviously I'm going to do more indie patterns. I have got another thing kind of going on right now, and that is in... Uh, April 6th, I think, I'll be in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the uh, Vintage Sewing Machine Museum. And I've associated with them or near them is going to be a vintage sewing retreat. Now, I am not a, a vintage recreation uh, sewer at all, but I very am interested in what I have decided I'm going to call heritage sewing, which is the... Uh, the techniques and the wisdom and attitudes and approach of a sewers in probably the last half of the 20th century. I think there's a lot we can learn uh, right now. I feel that was a very rich culture for sewing. These are whole, serious home sewers and the, you know things like home economists, a whole world that I think we're losing touch with, but have so much to offer somebody learning to sew now and learning to sew better. So I'm actually going to be uh, teaching a class there, but I'm going to be doing a talk, which I am calling what uh, the vintage sewer could teach the modern sewer and what the contemporary sewer could uh, teach sewers of the past. And I think that's really important. And I think it's really important, uh, particularly as women, that we, uh, you know, carry forward the cultural heritage of sewing, not, I think, for, you know, anecdotal historical interest, but because they have really cool ways of doing things. And so I've gone on this little bit of tear on this. I've been collecting and ordering in from all over the world. It's sort of excessive. Um, old sewing instruction and education books and... I am finding things there, like handy hints and techniques. I think, wow, that is so clever. Why did people stop doing that? That just solves a bunch of problems. 
like brilliant stuff. So I've kind of gone in this whole research thing, preparing my talk, and now I'm thinking I have to get more of the things. I mean, it's fine. I'm discovering this by my little self, but I got to get some of the stuff out there. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. Last night, for example, I was looking at a indie. It's a new. It's a wool coat pattern, and it's a really lovely shape. And it's the kind of coat I would wear, kind of a, you know, a, a loose sort of. If you think of kind of a 1950s top coat, it's a really nice pattern. And I thought, gee, that's a really great shape. But then when I looked at the sample, I thought. Oh my goodness, like there were, you could see it was obviously in a really nice wool, like maybe even a cashmere, it was a nice or light melt and it was beautiful looking fabric, but you could see the dimples of all the stitches in the hem and it wasn't pressed, you know, nicely at all. So it was a, and the facing, uh, the seam on the facing and the front of the coat was sort of twisted and the lapel wasn't lining and I thought somebody's just ironed on interfacing and done it and pressed it like you don't sew a tailored wool coat the way you sew a blouse there's a different way of doing it you know like you just don't cook a roast beef like you cook a pancake like you there's just different things you need to do but I thought nobody is really talking about what those specific differences are so I had this idea in my head because it was a beautiful looking pattern design wise but it was the execution that concerned me and I know that if you put it on you'd say ah, the collar doesn't look right I don't like what's the call and they might even blame the pattern and the technique so then I thought I need to write bunch of stuff down I need to do like even a four-page booklet that says these are things that are really helpful if you're sewing a winter coat these are things that you need to know that it's I'm pretty sure the instructions aren't going to have in it and you know it's going to make all the difference in the world and it's part of the heritage of sewing because actually a wool coat is a heritage you know needs some heritage techniques they're not hard in fact they make a lot of things far easier i've written a book i loved writing the book and uh, the book was really important for me i needed to express a lot of things i you know i don't really put a lot of story in being an author or any of that other stuff but I really like the part where people email me and say, you know, I, I enjoy your book and I learned something and I feel I'm talking to a real person. Although a couple people said to me, gee, you ramble on. And I felt like saying, yep, I do. Um, if you're listening to this, you know that. So I don't know if all these little random handy hints are another book or if I need to do something more accessible like maybe just put them up on my blog and people can get at them that way. So that's something I'm going to try. I'm going to do more indie patterns uh, and I'm going to do more research in heritage sewing and I've got to figure out the best vehicle for getting it out there because if it's after work or it's late at night or you got a Saturday and you're working on a project, I really just would like to get in there with you and tell you some stuff that's going to make it easier. 
and I have to figure out the best way to get from my house to your house. So that's what I'm up to 2019 and enjoy your sewing. That's my mantra. Okay, bye-bye. So what about, um, did you have a favorite pattern in 2018 or, or maybe a favorite garment you sewed up? Um, I think my favorite, well, I loved all my jackets that I made. Tell, um, tell me about some of them. I know you just did up like three jackets from the same free pattern. Tell us about that one. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't say it's a free pattern now because I, um, I cannot find the link to the freeness anymore, okay. which is very sad. <laughs> it happens. Yes, it does happen. I think they, I think they took it down or they moved it or something and my sleuthing skills can't find it. So I feel bad. Uh, you can purchase the pattern, um, still. And so it's available and I do recommend it. Um, so it's, we are lemonade or wear lemonade, wear lemonade, wear lemonade, uh, make my lemonade, I think is like an offshoot of the, I'm not totally understanding how their branding works because they're mostly in French. Um, but uh, it is a moto jacket pattern and, <laughs> and you might laugh because I've made so many moto jackets. Like, why would I want to make three more? But it's your uh, thing. This... you look great in them. <laughs> Thank you. It, it's, I don't know why I'm so attracted to them, but this one I have been obsessed with and hadn't made, uh, because I was thinking I had too many. I have enough to wear. Um, but it is unlined and it's, it's kind of small, and very simplified. It's just got like, and it's got a big, a nice big collar on it, which kind of is exaggerated. I love that. So, um, so it's a fairly simple sew because there's not a ton of really intricate details, yeah. but it's got style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I thought that was the best part of it. I think anyone could sew it. It's a, a perfect beginner jacket pattern. And, um, and I like actually the way they, in moto jackets, you you sandwich a zipper into a seam mm -hmm. on one side, and then on the other side, it's it's um, sticks out like a, a regular zipper. So you, I think it's an easier way to put a zipper in for everyone. So if you haven't done that yet, I definitely think you should try this pattern that is not free anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but we will easy link with it. at least to the pattern itself, whether it's free or not. We'll we'll put that in our show notes and also show your samples. I mean, you could be the uh, the spokesperson for the pattern with three different versions. You did a floral and you did a a sort of sweatshirt fleece, was it? Or yeah, sweater knit? It's it's a French terry. Oh, nice. And then and then I did this neoprene that was a horror show. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like giving it dirty looks right now. <laughs> um <laughs> Because <laughs> I wore it yesterday and I just put that on my Instagram. I wore it yesterday and was just noticing all the flaws. It was the first one I made was that neoprene uh -huh. one. So I had a really tricky fabric um, and then it was the first time I made the pattern. So I didn't know the, you know, I, I could not adjust anything because you can't adjust the neoprene. I just made it as is and then had to just top stitch it down because it was so tricky to work with. But um, well, you can't press that that stuff, can you? No. No, it's, it's, it's difficult, but, uh, it holds its shape really well, mm -hmm. which is nice for, for exaggerated silhouette kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I made that, uh, those three, um, and I made it another time into a long vest, which I haven't blogged about yet, 
but it's very cute. Wow. Um, so that must be your most made pattern of 2018 for sure. Cause you don't often oh, repeat sure. patterns. Do you? No, 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 mm. I don't. I just have so many fun patterns that I want to keep trying and it's just hard to, to settle down yeah. with one. We'll call you a pattern uh, magpie. A commitment. We can all relate to the Ooh. pattern magpie syndrome. Oh, uh, yeah. new pattern must go get that yeah. pattern. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I am. So yeah, that was, my, that was definitely my favorite. And then I also made um, that fur jacket that um was a really simple oh i love Mm -hmm. that i got to see it in person and it was stunning (laughs) oh thank you yeah that was a really fun thing to make and to and i wear it all the time so those were definitely my favorites of the year i think nice um how about you what were your favorites um I looked back at 2018 and I sewed a lot of pretty simple things that for me, none of them like really stand out as, oh my God, this was so stunning or it was my absolute favorite. But I, I do know that one of the patterns I made the most was the Ogden cami. I made a couple of camis and I lengthened one into a dress, which was the, the perfect dress for traveling because it's got a really nice loose silhouette, but you still look pulled together. So I mm-hmm. could stuff my face with multiple cones of gelato while I was in Italy in the summertime and it was all good until I had to try on my jeans when I got home. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I think that's probably my most made pattern. Um, and I'm trying to think, um, oh, there's another pattern I've repeated a few times and it's from Berta Style magazine. And I think it's one of those, their most popular downloads. It's a crossover, a, a front top. It's sort of a cropped top with slight asymmetrical angled seams. Surprise, surprise, Lori likes asymmetrical (laughs) angled things. Um, And it does kind of have a slight minimalist vibe. And I made one in black crepe, which I loved. And I made one in black uh, jersey, which I also loved. And I just at the end of the year made one with this gorgeous Asian print uh, crepe just on the front panel and the rest of it is black. And I just feel like I could just keep making that shirt over and over and over again with different fabrics and be happy. So I've yeah. met, I've been meaning to make that pattern actually for years. I, that came out in like 2014 or something. It yeah. Was, it's it's a, been out for a few years for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've always admired it and it's been on their top uh, downloaded patterns for years too. Everyone else must love it, but what do you wear it with? Because it's a little cropped. So I've, I've been hesitating to make crop things because I don't yeah, want any me too. higher pants. Yeah. But I actually added uh, three or four inches to mine. So okay. I made it, it, it just sits slightly lower than my belt basically. So oh, yeah, perfect. I, you have to really have the right pants and feel pretty confident, I think, to wear the cropped stuff. Uh, I think it's all about the pants. I think no matter what your shape, if you've got the right pants, you can get away with a cropped shirt. But I mm-hmm. mean, that may not work for everyone. But yeah, we love our pants. You and I were we're pants girls. But I could see um, if we could get a, a cute higher rise skirt. Yes, that might be cute too. And yeah. it's easier to get up higher on on the waistband without you know messing with the whole crotch depth and stuff like that. Exactly. So, I've been um, meaning to do that and to to dip my toe into the crop by making skirts to mm-hmm. wear with the crop because um, I – and you know what? Now that it's the end of the fast, I might just buy some higher <laughs> rise pants. Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I do like those crop pants. I like that silhouette very much. Yeah, me too. So what are the uh, trends in sewing or fashion that we saw in 2018 that we are so over? 
<laughs> was there maybe like a pattern that disappointed or or a style that you were just sick of? I mean, for me, I'm so over. I was over the minute it came out with these big froofy sleeves. Just so not for me. <laughs> Yeah. And the also the cold shoulder look. I know people love it. Oh, and yeah, it looks great on a lot of people. And for me, I just can't stand it. And I just keep <laughs> seeing these releases, especially from the big the big pattern companies, the Butterick. And I'm like, God, how many different like the same tops but with crazy sleeves can we can we possibly have here? So I'm so over that. I'm over the fancy sleeve thing. I am with you on the the cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been into the cold shoulder thing, but I like the fancy sleeve as long as it is, um, it's practical. Like you can still function in it and stuff. Right. Uh, one, one pattern that I just came out that I am kind of dying to make and it might jump in front of things is Friday Pattern Company just came out with the Adrienne blouse and it's a knit blouse. And that is key because I do need some more, I haven't been making a lot of blousey blouses because it's just a little formal for me, but this is a t-shirt mm-hmm. t-shirt, a Jersey kind of thing. And it's got a square, um, a square neckline Love and that. then, yeah. And then the, um, the sleeves are huge gathered sleeves. Ah, coming puffy? At you, Lori. Are they yes. puffy? They are okay. kind of piratey, but I love it because, um, I think it would look great with those wide leg pants that yeah. we are, talking about and then um because it has the slim shape on your torso and then the sleeves are kind of separate and I think that that would really balance out those wide leg pants oh yeah so or and also look cute with overalls I, I've seen it styled with overalls that and would be cute. I do I still love my overalls I purchased a pair of overalls um that I love and wear and then I also um have another I made a overall dress that the button ripped out of that. So I have to fix that. It's in the mending pile. So who knows when I'll get to that. And then, um, but I got another pattern for another overall dress kind of thing that is supposed to be made out of like a crepe, like a, a more drapey fabric. So okay. I think that'll be, I think which, that'll be Which flattering. pattern is that? Do you remember? Simplicity pattern. Okay. We'll um, put it in the one. show notes when we remember. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I'll go look for it in the pile. But, um, I'm excited about making that. I saw someone in something like that and she just looks so cute. And and I, since I love my overalls so much and they are just, nothing is better than not having a waistband, you guys. I just (laughs) love that. So comfortable. with you on that, girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) So that is, that is my favorite. Uh, My, I don't know if I'm over anything. I think I'm going to move away from the skinny pants. Yeah. Personally, I want either some pleats kind of up top or I'm going to try the wide leg pants and just, I'm just personally tired of sucking my stomach in for that. I just want to <laughs> relax a little bit. And, um, and I am still loving the trend of jumpsuits. Like that's my mm-hmm. favorite thing right now is jumpsuits, jumpsuits, jumpsuits. I just think it always makes a statement, even if it's in a really subdued color it still makes a statement it's like not everyone wears jumpsuits out there yeah. and it can be yeah it can be quite a quite a fun style statement yeah I just ordered one up from McCall's in their very latest release um at the end of December 
uh, McCall's 788, no, it's 7908, and it's kind of a utility-style jumpsuit, you know, the kind mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, hi, I'm just swanning around looking like a very chic plumber, you oh, know, yeah, this, yeah. like mm-hmm. with the patch pockets, kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Charlie's Angels. Okay, I'm showing my age, but if anybody was watching television in the 70s, they know the show Charlie's Angels, the, the uh, gorgeous female detectives wearing their 1970s jumpsuits, Farrah Fawcett with her her flip, flip style hair. Anyway, yeah. I just, uh, I'm in love with this um, McCall's pattern and I just ordered it. So I can't wait to, to make that in the new year. All right. So in 2019, Helena, then, I mean, other than a thousand jumpsuits, what right. <laughs> is there anything else you're looking forward to uh, sewing or, or challenging yourself with? Well, this, um, the pattern review sewing bee is in January. So, Mm -hmm. and that takes about two months, actually. It takes a while because each round is a week and then there's a kind of a intermediary um, judging portion there um, in between the weeks and there are four rounds. So it takes almost two months to get through Mm -hmm. all that. So that'll be a lot of my sewing. And with Um, the sewing bee, do they tell you what it is you have to make or how, how does that work? The exciting thing is they don't tell you until it starts. Right. So round one at midnight, they tell you um, you're going to be sewing a jumpsuit. <laughs> <My dreams. laughs> if only you will smash that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and then you have a week from that moment to to make it and, and um, submit your pictures. And then they have four days to kind of judge. And then they let you know if you made it on to the next round. So obviously it might not take two months for me because I might get kicked out of there <laughs> in an earlier round, but, um, right. but I'm giving, I'm giving it, it's, it's two months due. I've warned my family. I'm not making dinner, like that kind of thing. It's just, <laughs> it's, they know this is like my fifth year doing it. So they, they know, they know the drill. You're on a, a leave of absence during this. <laughs> <Sabbatical. laughs> totally. Now you actually totally. didn't you win the sewing bee one year, or you oh, certainly gosh, got no. pretty far along. I have usually gotten pretty far along in the rounds, which is exciting. I won one round, so each okay. there's four rounds, and um, each round is there is a winner, and then at the end they total all your scores over the four rounds, and then they have a grand prize winner. Right. And um, that's what Dawn did. Remember, we had Dawn on. Mm-hmm. Dawn yeah. from she, Two On, Two Off. Two On, Two Off. Yes, she she won the whole shebang. She she did really well. Um, I won one of the rounds one time, and I do love that dress. That was that was a really fun, um, fun creative challenge uh, that they gave us a pattern that we had to sew, mm. and and I, I put my own spin on it. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, because that's exciting. I, I feel yeah. like pattern reviews should should televise this. Don't you think? I mean, that's another thing that's coming up in 2019 is a new uh, mm-hmm. a new season of the Great British Sewing Bee. <gasps> yes, so I'm super yay. excited for that. And uh, um, But yeah, like it, it's a similar kind of challenge and it would be great if it was televised. That would be hilarious to see me in my underwear, sewing in my underwear (laughs) at the last minute. (laughs) Yeah, my roommate caught me sewing in my underwear the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. You'll get used to this. I'm I'm finishing off these pants. So (laughs) I'm sewing in my underwear. (laughs) So what are you going to do this year? What is your 
your I'm not sure I'm going to join up officially to any challenges, but I do want to kind of challenge myself personally to just use my fabric stash. I want to try Mm. to not buy any more fabric. I'm thinking about unsubscribing from all of the emails, the promotional emails I get from various fabric sellers and various pattern companies and just kind of use what I have. Because again, I have that magpie syndrome where it's, ooh, something shiny and new and I need to get that right away. Uh, And sometimes I do get something right away and sew it right away. And so Mm -hmm. I still will do that. And occasionally there'll be something where it like demands a specific fabric and I'll go get it. But I have lots of fabric in my stash and I just need to kind of settle, settle down a bit, Lori, and, (laughs) uh, and, and use, use that up. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can stick to not buying very much fabric at all in the new year. Yeah. I think I need to do that too. Patterns also patterns really a lot. I need to really stop with the patterns, but, um, but the, the fabric, I'm literally running out of room. Like I don't have any more places to stick them. So (laughs) I should sew it up anyway. I mean, planning and getting all my fabrics out. That's one of my favorite parts of sewing. I like the sewing too, but I really like the planning, um, because I haven't messed it up yet. Like I have, like my vision is still perfect in my mind. And so (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of my favorite part is this, um, seeing how things work together. Right. So we'll check in again at the end of next year, because I mean, how many sewists do we think make this promise to themselves at new year? Oh, I, you know, I'm swearing off buying new patterns and fabrics and I'm going to just sew my stash. We'll see how well we do on that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. I guess one thing I learned from falling off the wagon with the ready to wear fast is that it's not the end of the world when you make a resolution or a promise or you set yourself a challenge. If you fall off, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're not a terrible person and it doesn't mean you're a big failure. And because I did struggle with that feeling when I realized I was going to have to buy the jeans. I'm like, Oh, you know, like I didn't make it through the year. Like how completely lame is that? I'm, you know, this is, this is, this is terrible is what I thought. And I think I kind of got over that kind of quickly in terms of I'm still learning from this whole experience. And yeah. uh, even the experience of falling off the wagon is, is a learning experience. So yeah, I think, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's good to bear in mind. Mm-hmm. So it's been really fun to talk to you again, Helena. And yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, great. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Clothes Making Mavens again. And uh, we hope to chat with you next time. Bye, yeah, thanks everyone. Bye, Lori. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. For more information and more episodes, visit clothesmakingmavens.com. We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment, or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.